Since times before history, we've been gathering around our fires to tell stories. Join us as we play through multiple role-playing game systems, looking for one that's the perfect fit for our next campaign, and hopefully showing you some options that are out there for your own games. Welcome to the Fireside Stories. Welcome back, Barbarians, to our finale of our Eclipse Phase second edition playtest Fireside Story. So in the first part of our scenario, our stalwart hero, Aiden. Aiden Cranberry. Um, was kind of picking up leads and investigating things that are going around going on around Kong Yoon, um, at least in the area of New City. Um, with the goal, ideally, of finding the missing firewall sentinel, Chi slash dead because they ended up at the resleeving facility. Um, but along the way, Aiden was able to locate the missing payment. It turns out that she was holding on to it until they figured out what was going on with the missing people here. And you ran into a couple of interesting characters so we have Jade, the gossip blogger, who is now kind of following you around in her dragonfly sleeve. Was her first name, um, was it Ching Jade? Her name is Ching Jade. You also met up with Mariposa Chen, the local triad boss. And you had a little bit of an interesting interaction, but you ended up having an amazing success with speaking with her to the point where she gave you the ability to call for backup from her boys in the triad if you need it. And I'm just going to do that um, virtually, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Like I'll just send it through my my brain pal through the mesh to right. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Assuming you have a connection. Assuming there's signal. Right. Got it. I might have to hardwire in or something like that or, you know. It, who knows what could happen? Who knows? <laughs> okay. You also witnessed um, a strange happening where a shop boy was taken by a group known as the Confessors after they said some strange words to him, and he responded also in strange words. But no one seems to have a lot of details about what the Confessors are doing. The only information you've really gotten so far is sometimes they take people and sometimes those people come back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems very mysterious. They're a local cult shrouded in mystery, I think. So, before we pick back up, as you face the tunnels deeper into the asteroid... I just want to take another opportunity for us to thank our patron for this fireside story, which is Richard H. Richard H., thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. It goes a long way. You, you wouldn't know from the surface, but behind the scenes, it makes shit happen. Um, we always try with our shout outs and our thank yous that we do for our patrons 
to kind of highlight something that they're involved in or that they care about. And so for Richard, we thought it would be nice to let everyone know since he's a really fancy, burly, crazy, heavy fighter, um, for everyone to check out their local section, wherever you are, for the Society of Creative Anachronism at sca.org. Um, they do medieval reenactment um, classes, um, courts, fighting, archery, all sorts of fun things. The arts and crafts, a lot of the stuff that they make is super cool from like spinning wool into yarn and then taking that to make, you know, clothes, making really warm hats. They really try to go hard in the paint with the, their recreations and it's super cool. Everything from the food to the clothing um, to, to the combat, which is the big draw. You know, you get to see big dudes in like armor and stuff like that with like and swords ladies. and axes and ladies. Some of the fiercest, most accomplished fighters are females and it is astounding and amazing and a lot of fun. So if there is an SCA event, you know, near you, um, that you can find out about from the website, it's super cheap just to go for a day trip, you know? And you can go check something like that out, and it might be a new hobby. It might be a new way of life. You never know, you know? You're not you're not going to find out what's out there until you go check it out. And they are all over the world. So there's SCA chapters in pretty much everywhere, every country, every major place. Um, and worst case scenario, even if it ends up something that you don't get into, the people there are usually like super cool, smart, nerdy folk. So you're likely to find some kindred spirits regardless. Indeed, you're going to have some overlap. Like, you can make a Venn diagram out of anything, but I feel like making a Venn diagram between, like, nerdy gaming type of personality and SCA type of personality would be really easy, so. All right, so once again, thank you, Richard, and we hope you're enjoying this fireside story uh, because you are making it possible. Making it happen, Captain. Now that those links, which were in order, are complete, let us return to your adventure on Kong Yoon. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically on a rock hurtling through space in the middle, literally middle of nowhere. Yes. Because I'm, I'm out in, like, space. <laughs> That's how space works, yes. It's right. very empty. Well, I think, yeah, it's a very common misconception that there's all kinds of debris and asteroid fields and all this kind of just shit like that in space. When the reality is that, like, you know, average distance between asteroids in our asteroid belt is something ridiculous, like 3,000 miles or something. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's, it's really empty. Space is stupid empty and ridiculously big. Right. So I am... Um, isolated and alone on this rock trapped in here with all these people what they don't know is that they're trapped in here with me yeah okay <laughs> everyone has seen that movie in like the reruns or whatever look in, on that movie on the was mesh. dope you know like yeah <laughs> all right so you and jade are currently standing facing the door that you originally went through to try to locate Chi's last transmitted location. Okay. Because I couldn't find his last location. And she kind of explored the kidnap door and didn't really find anything. Right. So we're, we've we re regrouped 
and now we're facing the door that she says this is where she ended up. Right. And you did get closer to the signal. It's just in the time that you spent in the tunnels, you didn't reach it. You were kind of going through these convoluted passageways through some areas that were relatively dangerous to you at the time without a vac suit. And now that you've regrouped, you have part of those tunnels mapped because of your primary exploration. Mm -hmm. And now you're ready to try to find this location once more. And I have my vac suit. You do. So I can traverse hard vacuum without any, um, you know, detrimental effect. Yeah. Without having to roll any dice. Right. So that's good. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, without further ado, I think that I'm going to give uh, Jade sort of a, uh, a sidelong sort of glance. So without further ado, I will attempt to open the door. All right. I mean, it's no major issue. It's a fairly standard sort of not truly an airlock type door, but similar. The idea being it's kind of an extra layer of protection for anything that might happen to be in the mine shaft. Um, but they are freely accessible. And in fact, some of the tunnels are on public maps because they are part of the limited infrastructure of the asteroid. Mm. So you kind of make a brief gesture to signal the sensor and the door opens. Excellent. So since I looked at Jade while I did that and then it opened, then I'll kind of gesture towards the door like, uh, in an after you sort of motion. Well, aren't you a brave one? And she <laughs> flitters into the tunnel. There, there's no um, posturing in terms of chivalry here. Like it was definitely very much like uh, your uh, morph is like more expendable than mine in my view even though a dragonfly probably costs more than a ghost biomorph i don't know not at all not even a little bit yeah i would think it wouldn't but all right cool anyways aiden is a hundred percent pragmatic in this situation (laughs) like it's risk risk benefit you know potential loss that sort of thing so (laughs) bravery has nothing to do with it missy it is directed towards jade not (laughs) not towards you so Even though you have her in front, she's following your lead quite a bit because you're the one who's mapped out part of these tunnels already. Mm -hmm. Right. And you are able to retrace your path towards the signal, towards the location, um, with relative ease. I think of it like bringing up a, a HUD kind of with the mapped out part of the tunnels. It's sort of like in a video game where you bring up the the map and there's uh, you know areas that are blocked out by fog of war and areas that you've explored. And so you know like, well, I've been here, I've been there, but there's this little like, you know, nubbin kind of leading off in into the fog of war that indicates it hasn't been explored. So that's where I'm going to direct us to, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Cool. Because as it is, yeah, you're going through your known areas and then... When you kind of reach the edge of that, you're trying to hopefully find tunnels that end up going in that general direction. Right. And there's a little bit of backtracking and switchbacks and stuff like that. But for the most part, you're able to kind of go in the direction that you're looking for. But what I need you to do now, since we're reaching the edge of your mapped area, unless there's something you want to do first. Well, yes, there is. And 
I want to reach out with my Wi-Fi feelers, so to speak, my uh, I don't know signal detectors and whatever else I have to see. Is there anything down here? Like, is there any tech, any network, any signal, anything? So the areas that you're in currently, kind of like what you saw when you were originally down here, nothing has changed. It's a lot of dusty emptiness. In your first foray down into these tunnels, you didn't locate anything. Okay, so there's really not a lot of tech down here. Not that you can sense currently. Other than what you bring with you. Not in the area that you're in. Not where we are right now. Right. Okay. Nice. I kind of wish I had invested in like some Prometheus style, you know, floating balls that you throw up in the air and they like fly out down the tunnels with lasers and map everything out, but right. I didn't. So, yeah, that's that's true. Uh I mean, you could have always brought Ame. Told her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Walk that way and yell every 10 yards <laughs> and use sonar to map these uh, caves. Yeah, no, I, I don't know that that would have worked out. should have fallen in a hole or something like that. Oh, master, I'm stuck. <laughs> All uh, right. Anything oh, else? Uh, no. The, I, I just wanted to reach out with every sensor that I have on board and see if there was anything I could detect in terms of, you know, signal or mesh or technology that I, you know... So as far as mesh, depending on where you are in the tunnels, just like before, there are certain areas where you still do have a mesh connection, although it's weak, and some areas where that kind of zeroes out completely. Um, And so... But like I said, it's kind of because you've already explored this area, you know in this first part of the tunnels at least there isn't anything and you're not feeling anything different. Okay. So it's kind of reaching out into the void and there's just nothing there really. Right. Not locally. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. No, nothing else. That's all I wanted to check out. I need you to roll one D 10, please. Okay. A D 10. Hmm. Interesting. Eight. All right. So you are going into a new area of tunnels. You feel like, based on the location that's in that sort of fog of war area on your map that you're getting really close and you kind of turn a corner and do you have something that would help you kind of recognize anything that might be up ahead? Are you being perceptive? Are you being quiet? Like how are you moving through these tunnels? We're moving very cautiously. Like I want to say that Jade is kind of, um, so she's in a dragonfly, right? So she's kind of hovering along slowly at, at walking speed, not at necessarily zipping around flying speed. But I think that Star Wars did a really good job of having R2-D2 move like in an apprehensive, cautious sort of way where, where he was making that like, oh, oh no, kind of sound as he was rolling along before he got shot by the Jawas. Like, like so she's kind of in that sort of demeanor. And I'm kind of strolling along, like, Scooby-Doo style, like, not necessarily tiptoe sneaking, but definitely, like, don't know what I'm getting into here. It's very creepy, and I'm not used to being this deep in the real, you know, if that makes sense, where so isolated from signal and everything else. So, because that... That's his security blanket. You know, there's always a droid or a turret or something like that that he can hack to take care of business if he needs to. And here, it's just like rock and dust and vacuum and nothing else. So, 
So are you saying that you're using like your infiltrate skill or similar to move quietly? I would say that he's trying to move as quietly and carefully as possible, as well as it being at a heightened level of awareness in terms of just like when you're generally freaked out, you know? So yes, uh, infiltrate and uh, perceive is probably active. Okay. Then I need you to roll those. Okay. Uh, let's do infiltrate first. This is really low, so this is going to go poorly for our hero, I'm guessing. Uh, oh, man, so close. Um, that was a 19. I needed to beat a 10 for infiltrate. Yeah, okay. So you're moving quietly for you, right. but not very quietly. Ex- yeah, exactly. Right. It's a normal dude on the street trying to sneak <laughs> and not being very effective with And it. you're wearing a vac suit, which you're not used to, and there are a lot of other factors kinda, there. Kind of clomping around a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So what about your perceive? And perceive, basically like a listen check and spot check combined. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I had to beat a 40 this time, and I rolled an 80. Do you want to spend to swap that roll? I only have one insight left. Okay. So no. All right. I'm going to save that for right now. So rounding a corner, um, kicking up a bit of dust as you do, you see up ahead, um, is this, is, this isn't an area where, based on your senses, you can tell there's no power, there's no mesh, and there's no atmosphere. So you're completely cut off from your safety blanket, as you like to put it. Right. You, at this point, are hours away from populated areas. And you see a group of three, what appear to be locals based on their vac suits, up ahead. And as you round the corner, they immediately turn to look at you. And they say, identify yourself. Oh, shit. <laughs> um. All right, I'm gonna revert back to my um, not not anonymized mesh, but my my fake ID, right? My Seamus Gonzalez persona, right? And try to um, let's see, would it be like persuade, or would it be more of a deceptive kind of thing? Deceive. Ooh. I hope it's persuade, not deceive, because deceive is... Well, make it persuasive, then. Straight zero <laughs> for me. So I'm trying to persuade these guys that I am but a hapless scrap reseller who has heard that there are uh, veins of unobtainium, or whatever element is mined here, um, through the the asteroid still, and I'm looking for that. You know, like prospecting, basically. Okay. Mining prospecting down here. Yeah, go ahead and try your roll. All right. So, oh, lads, I, I'm down here looking for uh, prospecting for some unobtainium. I heard got a hot tip at uh, the Whisper 99 Tavern that there was a vein down here and I might be able to mine. All right, so we have to make our persuade check. All right, uh, that's 72. 
Persuade is linked to Savvy. All right, cool. I have one Doobly to spend from my Moxie pool that's linked to Savvy for Persuade. So I don't know. I might want to flip that. Um, Yeah, let's go ahead and flip that one. All right, spend your point. Spent. All right, so now it's a success. I'm assuming that you didn't spend success not to <laughs> spent it for like literally yeah. no reason. Now, I rolled a 72. I flipped it to a 27. Okay, which means I have now beaten my score of 55. Right. So it's just a normal success. Okay. Yeah. That I leave up to you. I don't know. Right. 33 or better, as far as higher, mm-hmm. is oh. a superior success. So it's not like a sliding scale. No, it's, it's just a whatever. So like Cthulhu, is, uh, your scale is based on your skill. Right. In this game, it's the only way your skill is involved is like, let's say your skill is lower than 66. Mm-hmm. You could never roll a double superior success oh. on that skill. See, that is important for character creation to know that that's the thing to beat for that purpose just, yeah but you have a lot of skills that are kind of maxed out so oh, you're fine i do yeah right and and it's just something that's fun to bear in mind you right know? all right so you have a regular success so they believe you that you are this scrap dealer who happened to be trying to get into mining for whatever reason mm-hmm. um and but they look at you and they still seem a little hostile and they're like this is not your place. We we mine. You go up to the auctions like the other off off rockers, <laughs> whatever they would call them. <laughs> okay. You're a stranger. You're not welcome here. Uh, no offense, standard. I'm sorry to intrude. Uh, well met and good luck, uh, I say, as I continue to walk in the direction I was going down the tunnel. So I want to say that they're like, it's a tunnel, right? Right. And they're up ahead between me and, like, they're in the tunnel up ahead. Right. right. Okay. So it's not like I can walk past them down the tunnel and they're in, like, sort of a offshoot sideways thing or something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll continue to, like, walk towards them as I say that. All right. Is there any skill you want to use to try to... Diffuse this situation? Uh, no. I, there is a skill I'd like to use to try to ec- extricate myself from this situation, though. And that is, how many did you say there were these guys? There's three. Three, three of them. I want to pick one and try to make him go berserk by hacking his mind. Because I am a mind hacker with psychosurgery and I have like a bio brain upload type of module thing. I mean, is that possible here? It's going to be very difficult because there are three of them to see you. Okay. So, so we're just going to have to backtrack basically because I'm no, not really No, you can like... try. I'm just saying it'll be hard. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a shot and uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to attempt this in such a way that um, if it fails, it's not very obtrusive. So... It, it can be like a, like a, oh, my bad, my mistake, and we can still maybe retreat as advised. Okay. You know? So, like, this, just this quick hack that I have, like, prepared beforehand, you know, like, scripted out. 
to try and like, you know, a, a pre-built sort of slice sort of deal. That's what I'm looking for. So Right. It's just the act of hacking into someone mm-hmm. is not very covert. Okay. So it's going to be at a moderate difficulty modifier. All right. Well, you know, let's let's try to our options are progress past these guys or leave basically well, or backtrack and find another way lose some time right mm. man All or right. fight him <laughs> not much of a fighter so um it's it's 3 versus 1 and a eighth basically <laughs> cuz it's just a dragonfly so and and I am not you know uh, a fighter. So, um, you know, I'm going to remember these dudes and, uh, is there any information I can gather about them real quick? Sure. Um, let's see. Yeah. I mean, you can basically store a little snapshot or whatever. That's easy enough to do. Yeah. That's all I'm looking to do. Okay. You know, take a quick, screenshot with my like digital optical sensor doobly doos or right. whatever. So okay. with a slight scrunching of your brow, you kind of take stock of who they are. So you basically scan a quick facial feature sort of identification so you can recognize them if you see them again. Okay. Yeah, all right, and, and you know, and fair enough, we'll backtrack then at this point. Okay. So it takes some time. Um, you feel like you've been walking through tunnels for an extra couple of hours at this point. And then I need you to roll 1d10 again. 1d10 again. 10. All right. And then you get to a location... That feels really close. Like you're basically on top of the ping at this point. Hmm. Okay. And so this was basically Chi's last known location. Or you're very close to it. All right. And so kind of reaching out. Uh, what's your skill that's the not the interface one? Infosec. Yeah. I'm trying to think which one would be the better one. I think Infosec. I guess. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll your info sec. Can do. Oh, shit, I rolled 100. <laughs> well, remember, you can't roll 100 in the system. So did you roll double zeros, basically? Um, I mean, in the dice roller, it just tells you 100. But yeah, it's triple zeros, double right. zeros. So that's a critical success. Okay. All right. So I'm going to see... Okay. You kind of send out your digital feelers, Mm -hmm. as it were. Yeah. And you recognize a nanobot that is set to cheese mesh ID. Huh. Basically a a breadcrumb trail letting you know he was here. Wow. Okay. And... At that time, because you're reaching out, like, looking for these signals, right? 
Mm-hmm. And this is probably just the way that he let Jade know, hey, this is my last location just in case something happens, is he left this little nanobot with his signature. Mm-hmm. But you also notice when you're kind of feeling out for that signal, that just before that signal, there's another one. And it appears to be the active kind of mesh inserts of a person in the tunnel between you and this nanobot location. Okay. Mesh inserts. So that's like network ports. Right. Basically. They have nat like active mesh technology as part of their sleeve. I see. Which most everyone does. Yeah. Okay. So are they like online right now? Like I can try to access them digitally. Is that what that means? They're close enough that you can detect their mesh inserts. Like you can detect that they're there through technology. Yeah. Let's see if we can um, scan them or or similar to gain as much information as possible about them. What are you trying to learn? What sort of thing are you doing? Just basic surface level information, any mesh ID type of info, you know, that would be outwardly facing normally. All right. I'll go ahead and have you make info sec just in case they have that behind their firewall. Okay. Cool. It's a 51 beats an 80. Okay. So you're easily able to pull basic identification from this person. Um, You can tell a few things. One, it is an apparently female specimen. Um, It looks like she's a local. Um, She, her ID shows that she is someone who retrieves scrap for resale uh, in the auctions. Hmm. And um, so, and she's the only signal you're detecting in the nearby vicinity. Can I probe a little bit deeper and see if I can check um, maybe information that would probably be private in most um, circumstances, like vital signs and, um, you know, that sort of stuff. Is that possible with, with the InfoSec role? With the success that you got, I mean, you could access the basics of it. I mean, they seem to be doing something. They're active, but they're in one location. Okay. So it's not like they're laying there knocked out or stuff like that. It, right. You know, they're, they're up and There's some minor exertion occurring. Okay. Heart rate is a little bit elevated. Okay. Okay. Well, and that's the information that I was looking to, to access. So perfect. Okay. Um, cool. I don't want to try to get the jump on this person or startle them or anything like that. So I'd like to try to send them a message, like an instant message sort of thing, a sort of a, you know, hey, we're we're in the area, you know. Um, is it cool if we uh, we meet up because we're exploring the same tunnels, basically? Okay. So you send the message. Um, from up ahead, you can hear a slightly muffled, like startled noise. Okay. Um, and then you get some dot, dot, dots. <laughs> and then, you know, like when someone's typing functionally. Oh, okay. Right, right. They're responding. Okay, cool. 
and you get a message back that says, I don't know who you are. Um, and then at that point, I'll just like walk around the corner and be introduced in person, I, I think. Okay. So she kind of looks you up and down, and then she looks at Jade in her dragonfly morph, and she kind of talks to Jade, not you. Which is fine with me. And she says, you know, you shouldn't be here. This area is closed off. So she looks at Jade and says that to me? No, she's talking to Jade. She's kind of ignoring you. Okay. She looks at you, looks you up and down, Mm -hmm. and then directs her attention to Jade. Got it. Okay. So what does Jade say to that? She doesn't respond. Oh, she just kind of hovers there. Yeah. I, I see. Um, I think for this interaction, there's no need to engage the uh, scrap reseller persona or anything like that. We can just be ourselves. So um, Aiden would respond with something like, as far as I know, these tunnels are available for public access, and they are under no one's purview. These aren't part of the public access tunnels. Well, you're here, and I'm here. I would say that we comprise enough of the public to countermand that statement. Like I said, they're closed off. That's, that's all I can tell you. Then what are you doing here? Well, I'm here at my own risk to gather scrap. As am I. It would seem as though our goals are aligned. Similar, maybe. Perhaps we can work together in this endeavor to our mutual benefit. I don't know how you would mean. Simple. You are looking for scrap and other resources. I am looking for an individual. If I encounter what you're looking for, I would let you know. Likewise, if you encounter what I am looking for, you would let me know. What are you looking for? I'm looking for an individual named Chi, and I would send to her a description in the form of a dot .jpeg <laughs> or whatever that like, pops up, you know, as well as a, you know, mesh ID code or whatever. All right, so... You kind of send her to that, and she says, the only stranger I've seen in the tunnel so far is you. And if I do see a stranger, I try to warn them away. How humanitarian of you. I have not encountered any uh, veins or similar of any mineable resources. Yeah, rocks mined out. I just look for scrap equipment and things like that. Well... I will keep that in mind, and should I encounter any on my journey, I will let you know. Please, if you encounter any sign of this individual, please let me know. Well, kind of you to say so, but it sounds like my warning will go unheeded. Yes. And she just kind of turns back to what she was doing, like kind of digging in the dust for stuff. Cool. Well, no need to bother her further, but... I will make good on my promise that if I encounter anything salvageable, I'll uh, tag it and send the location to her. Okay. 
So you continue down this path because you know you know where the signal's coming from now beyond mm. her. Right. Um, and so you continue down a section that has a lot of switchbacks and things like that. And you get to a location where, so yeah, you locate the area where the nanobot is. And I'll have you go ahead and make an infosec roll since you do not match Chi's ID, although you are firewall. So it'll be a little bit easier for you. Um, but you still need to access whatever information it has. Okay. Here's our first attempt at hacking this. 57, which beats an 80. Right. Not in a spectacular way. No, but, it, but work. like I said, there is a modifier. Oh. Uh-huh. So your roll is actually better than that. So you do make a superior success. Hooray. One. Um, and basically, you're able to glean a little bit more information from it. So you know that this nanobot was left by Chi to kind of broadcast a location while they still had some mesh connection mm-hmm. to kind of, as, as a trail, to let someone know in case something happened, this is the way that they went. Yeah. Like, like you said, I think you characterized it perfectly as a breadcrumb. Right. Yeah. Um, you are able to kind of get a little bit of extra information from it, though, based on your success. It seems that she was concerned that they were being followed. Hmm. Seems a valid concern given the local climate. You do feel up ahead multiple kind of points of mesh access. It seems that a little bit further ahead in this tunnel, in the direction that she was going, someone has basically set up nodes to strengthen the mesh access there. What? Nice. Okay. That's really good news for me, actually, because, you know, that's how I roll. So I'm I'm kind of excited to detect some signal. It's comforting for Aiden. All right. I will say, yeah, okay. So what would you like to do? Well, now that we have signal, I would like to um, try to connect and scan and gather as much information as possible in terms of um, you know, network uh, topology as possible. Sure. Just to see what I'm dealing with here, how many you know nodes there are and you know servers and switches and all that kind of stuff all the unobtrusive probing that i do to to get a picture of what i'm working with here all right roll your best all right 54 all right so not a superior success but a success Mm -hmm. you note that the original kind of strength in the connection here was likely created by miners who were working this area as kind of the new front of their mining forays. So probably they took um, kind of a strengthened mesh node work like this and moved it with them as the front line of mining got deeper to make sure that they would be able to communicate back towards a new city. But you do notice that there are 
a number of devices currently mesh connected on this network. Oh, um, what what sort of devices? Does can I glean that with my roller? Do I need to try again? Um, go ahead and perceive. Let's perceive. All right, I have to beat a forty. Ooh, a four. Nice. Okay. And I did put an increased difficulty on that, and you still passed because you rolled low. So that's good. Good for me. All right. You notice um, that there are what you would consider with your security knowledge Mm -hmm. um, to be improvised explosive devices. Um, connected to the mesh network here so that they can be triggered remotely. I see. Okay, so this isn't really a booby trap type of stuff or um, defensive kind of thing. This is more of a... um, How would we characterize this uh, demolition charges sort of self-destruct mechanism type no of these seem things. to be set purposely in like a sort of switchback area of the tunnels to cause harm to someone remotely okay so these are kind of uh defensive then well either defensive or offensive okay That you can't really tell. Hey, fair enough. All right. So given that these are um, IEDs set for defensive, offensive purposes and and to be triggered remotely, I'd like to see if I could take control of them. All right. So you're going to need to do some hacking. Um, So I know that for you, that is InfoSec. Um, Do you... I would assume you're going subtle. And taking the time? Yes. Okay. Like, as we explore physically and avoid their location, you know, I want to see if I can take them over and lock out their uh, erstwhile uh, master. Okay. So keep in mind that the difficulty is not based on your skill now. It's based on the person who set them up. Okay. So go ahead and let me know what you roll. Sounds good. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 90. <laughs> do you have that point to spend or do you I not do, want to do it? I do have that point to spend because it's a little early to be starting the shit. <laughs> so let's go ahead and spend that point and flip that roll. All right. Uh, last point spent. Okay. So you are reaching out, trying to hack into these devices, and there are multiple devices, which does make it difficult. And you can feel almost like someone like walking through a dungeon tunnel in an RPG game. You kind of feel yourself like step on a switch to trigger a trap. Oh, no. But you're able to kind of utilize your knowledge of this type of issue with your strong security knowledge to kind of 
fix that and still be able to kind of get your fingers into these in a digital sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't the cleanest hacking job you've ever done, but you are successful. What would you like to do? Well, I would like to take control of the uh, remote detonation capability of these devices and lock it down to myself as much as possible. And while at the same time, I mean, it's sort of implied that if it's locked down to me, it's denied to anyone else. But I want to make sure that that's the case. And also, would it be possible to rig sort of a dead man switch effect to this? Where it's like, hey, if you take me out, I'm sending this stream of encrypted data to these explosives. And if they stop receiving that stream before I send the end signal, they're going to, you know, it's all going to blow. So if you take me out, you're doing yourself in as well. What skill would you like to use to create that? Mm, I mean, I think of anything generally hackery as infosec. Right. Typically. Okay. But, I mean... That's fine. I could see interface as well. Well, I you're mean. not in the vicinity of them, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, in, infosec. Sure. Hack hackinesis. <laughs> okay, cool. So I need to make a roll for that is what I'm hearing. Yes. Here we go. Another four. Where were you Where were you five minutes ago? Four. <laughs> right, so a general success. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you are able to put that together. Um, pretty, it takes time. Like you probably spend about an hour really like hacking that all together, Mm. um, to make sure that you can stream that signal and that like, you know, having things in place. What if you go outside of mesh range? What if you hit a pocket with no signal, like kind of creating a little, a pretty solid program for how this should handle. Okay. Sounds good. And what is, uh, curious what is jade doing this whole time she's mostly just been following you um she's aware that you guys hit that nanobot location but she wasn't able to get any additional information from it she just knows that it has cheese id and it matches what he transmitted to her before he went dark so she's kind of you have the sense because you're always kind of techno scanning that she's recording Mm -hmm. but that's about it okay I mean, I would have been sending her updates about innocuous information as I see fit the whole time. So she's not 100% in the dark, you know, and hopefully it matches up with what she's seeing as well. To sort of foster a uh, trusting relationship between us. Plus, plus it's what she's into as a blogger. You right. Know, she's kind of getting the scoop. All right, so let me grab something. Okay, so what would you like to do now? Let's continue down the down the tunnels towards the towards the signal. Follow the breadcrumbs. Okay, because I think we're onto something here think we're close i'll tell jade as much that i think we're close all right so you continue down the tunnel 
um, you get to the area where the actual explosives are. Mm -hmm. You can see them kind of lining the walls in such a way that they would collapse the tunnel if they were to be set off. And probably for anyone in the proximity, not be the best. Because it's exploding. Mm. And, and exploding and rock folly and all that kind of right. stuff. Yeah. And... As you move forward, you can feel someone trying to hack into you. To hack into me? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's kind of a red alert. If someone's trying to hack into me and I detect it, I need to make sure and throw every defense. He didn't roll super well, so... I'm going to say that, yeah, you feel it. You're aware of it, and it's not in yet, but you know someone's trying to hack you. Okay. I mean, I feel like there are active countermeasures that I can take, like, you know, blocking ports and, you know, um, establishing virtual DMZs and stuff like that. You know, I don't don't know. Like, Like I said, he wasn't successful. Your security held firm, but you were okay. aware of the intrusion. I see. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Well, can I launch a counter hack? Then? What are you trying to do? To hack the person who tried to hack me. Well, to what end, though? Hack is not an open-ended <laughs> Like, you have to say what you're trying to do. No, I mean, it's Hollywood hacking, right? You just pound on a keyboard and you're like, and I'm in. Like, that's like, you know, that's the extent of what you need to do, right? Um, no, just to be able to... Um, get identity information and then establish communications with whatever is trying to hack me. Oh yeah, you can try. Okay, cool. That's what I would like to try to do as a uh, preliminary step at least. So is that an infosec roll yep. that I need to make? Yeah, it's hacking. Cool. Let's do it. 69 dude. All right, so you try to reverse engineer this connection to get back to the thing, the person, the whatever that was trying to hack you. Mm -hmm. But you find yourself stopped repeatedly by their defenses. This is a very experienced hacker. Um, And so you're getting just these walls thrown up everywhere that you try to go. Okay, fair enough. I have to definitely keep my defenses up, though, uh, against, again, because now I know that they're there. Right. So that that is definitely, I don't know, to me at least, that's important. I know that someone's trying to hack me. So, you know, I immediately flush all caches and immediately change all passwords and encryption keys and everything else is just completely purged and replaced with all new stuff. Up ahead, 
because you were briefly distracted by this hack attempt. You sense another signal that matches Chi's signature. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and move towards it then. Uh, this might be, uh, I don't know, it's probably another breadcrumb. But let's move in that direction cautiously. All right. So shortly past the area where the explosives were set up, you find yourself in the location of the signal, but it looks like it's buried under some rubble near the wall in that area. Hmm. Okay. And we're still in enough gravity where my noodly ghost arms aren't able to to move this debris aside. Is no, you can assumption? choose to move it. Okay. I'll see if I can clear the debris uh, to, to access the, uh, the signal more directly. All right. So you move the debris and the signal gets stronger and stronger. And as you kind of move the final bits of rock and gravel out of the way, Jade audibly, um, even though she doesn't breathe, she makes a sound like an intake of breath. Yeah. And you find Cheese corpse. Uh. The head has been brutally smashed, but the rest of the body has been pretty well preserved due to the vacuum. Okay. It looks like Naturally or unnaturally, the body ended up underneath this rock, um, but the sleeve is dead. Okay. I'd like to uh, compose a quick message to Eladair. Let me have you make a will check first. Let's make a will check. You have worked a lot in security, but not a lot with bodies. Uh Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah, I definitely don't see a lot of this in my cybersecurity role, so... Um, it it will be a little shocking, but we're going to try to beat this uh, willpower score. I need to roll under a 45. So here we go. 13. Well, okay. Hooray. So it's alarming, but in some ways, being info life, it makes it a little bit easier for you to separate sleeve from consciousness. Yeah. And so it seems like Jade is really freaked out. But you're kind of taking it in stride right now. So you may compose your message while Jade is, like, getting her shit together. Yeah, in in the back of my mind, I know that Chi is alive and well and fine. Right. Back at corporate. Yeah, as far as Jade knows, this was, you know, permanent, like, real death. Right. So she's freaking out. She's, like, flitting around. (laughs) Bumping into the walls. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, so it'll be my second priority to reassure and calm her down, but I want to send this message off to Eladar, um, immediately because it is satisfying the parameters of my mission to determine what happened to Chi. So it just contains, you know, the bare minimum of information. Here's the location, you know, stamp, um, of where... The remains of Chi's sleeve were found. It appears as though it was uh, terminated 
uh, under a uh, cave-in. Uh, I haven't been able to determine yet if it was natural causes or on purpose, but found out that that's what happened, and I'll glean more information as I can and send that off. Right. You get a very short reply. It's just basically, good work, keep looking. Cool. Kind of grumble, grumble, grumble. Like, I hate it when people tell me to do what I'm already doing. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, you're sending a signal out. You're always kind of scanning for technology is what I get from you. Yeah, just always have those feelers out. And you know, not too far ahead, it looks like it's just around a bend in the tunnels, is um, what seems like a door, like an airlock type door again. Oh, okay. There's another door. Cool. Well, I mean... Is there anything on Chi's remains of interest? Like, if I search him, are there any, you know, codes or key cards or whatever? Go ahead and do a perceive. All right. That is a six, which I think is going to beat damn near anything, but my perceive is 55, so... Okay. So you are kind of checking him over. Um, Every time you move him and his gory head wound becomes more visible, Jade freaks out again. (laughs) And what you find kind of patting him down is he's actually conspicuously lacking anything on him but his clothes. Hmm. Like... His clothes and his, as in his vac suit or? Right. What he's wearing. Hmm. Okay. Great. Okay. Cool. Well, we can continue. Let's investigate the door then. All right. You also notice, although they're far away right now, there are a few signals of potential other beings moving down these tunnels. Hmm. Down away from me or? Towards you. Towards but me. But not nearby. I see. Okay. But but far away. Let's see if we can avoid them then. I mean, we're at a door. So are they moving towards the door or like? They're moving down the tunnels in your general direction. From behind me or yes. from the other side of the door? From behind. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we can pass this door then. Okay. So you reach the door, which, like I said, looks a lot like an airlock door. And it has a large biohazard symbol in rust red marking chalk. But you note that it is not locked. Cool. Let us um, pass the door, close it behind us. And I'd like to do... um, So back in the day when locks were physical things with physical keys made out of metal there was a thing that you could do where you could lock the door and then snap the key off in it so that it couldn't be unlocked by another key so i want to see if i can lock this door behind me in such a way that whoever is following me can't um pursue um without some effort 
but it's not necessarily breaking the lock because I also want it to be unlockable by any backup I might call from Mariposa should that come to pass. Sure. So I need you to make an interface check since you're going to be interacting with the door directly. Okay. I rolled a 79. Whoa. And my interface is 80. Okay. So, so that's a double superior success. What? <laughs> It's so weird. The system is like backwards. <laughs> no, so there are actually a few systems like this, although we haven't played in them yet, where your goal is to roll as high as you can, but under your score, your skill threshold. Yeah. So you want to roll as high as you can within limits, right? Like, right. Um, like, like Pendragon works the same way. Okay. Where uh, you want to get like a crit is uh-huh. rolling your exact skill number. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking like shuffleboard or... Um, curling or something like that you know where you want to get as close as possible right. to the the center of the circle but you don't want to go over it. i mean it's price is right it. yeah okay cool all right <laughs> so rolling a 79 is actually super awesome yeah especially if your skill is high enough that you can roll high like that's the idea your good skills let you roll high your bad skills you can never roll high enough to get those crazy successes okay it's kind of how it works yeah, no, that, that definitely makes sense. Okay. So for your double superior, again, looking at your primer, you can make two types of adjustments to the effects of what you're trying to do. I have my primer right here quite handy. So I can change quality, quantity, detail, uh, time, covertness, or damage. Depending on what type of thing it is. Right. Okay. So the only thing I would recommend is maybe using at least one of them for time because it'll allow you to work quickly Mm. since you know there are people moving towards you. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely going to do time. And the other one I'm going to do is quality because I don't care about covertness at this point. No, I think that's a good idea. Your lock will be harder to bypass. Yeah. And you were able to do it quickly. Right. So you're able to set up this kind of lock mechanism that you know the code for. Mm-hmm. So that you can access this door and hopefully, if someone's pursuing you, because that's not clear at this point, mm-hmm. won't be able to get through. Right. Okay. That's so you've done idea. that. Okay. And then we continue along our way. Past the door, the tunnel opens into a large mist-filled chamber. The fog hangs in microgravity, slowly churning under its own power, obscuring the walls, floor, and ceiling. The room is unlit and unpowered. But you do detect another one of these nanobots left by Chi. All right. And so that that seems to be... um, I'm recognizing a pattern here, that this is a trail of breadcrumbs that he's leaving. So as soon as I see uh, a nanobot or detect it, really, I'd like to compare it to like the previous ones. And if they match, then it's like, okay, this is just the next uh, in a series of breadcrumbs. So if that's the case, cool. I, I must be on the right trail. I haven't taken the time yet to reassure Jade of what's going on. Right. So I think I should probably do that. Uh, you know, just take a minute to fill her in, reassure her, and 
we can go from there. So what what is she doing? What's her like demeanor right now? She's flitting around. Um, she seems to be having trouble navigating well or moving well um, with this fog. Huh. It seems to be obstructing her movements somewhat. Okay. So if if I can kind of calm her down as far as sending information to her that I think might um, lessen this uh, dis- the interference level in terms of distraction so that she can maybe focus more on navigation and piloting of her sleeve just um, to include important tidbits such as she is fine. As soon as that sleeve was destroyed, he like, you know, as soon as that sleeve was destroyed, uh, they woke up back in um, firewall headquarters or whatever and were re-sleeved. You know, and um, and they're fine. So no need to freak out about that. It's basically just hardware that's defunct back there. And we're safe now behind that door because I locked it. And we should be okay to continue exploring right now without interference. And there's no need to worry about what's going on right now. So a couple of things happen with your conversation she does respond to you, and she says, but I, I'm, I'm having trouble moving. It's pulling pulling on me. Okay. So there might be something uh, with this fog that is more than it seems. You also note that this nanobot, this breadcrumb, if you will, seems to have um, a message in it because you feel that as soon as your firewall ID is sensed by this beacon, it sends you a message. Huh. Okay. What's the message from the breadcrumb? This isn't natural. Collect a sample. Need to report back to Eladair. Decide what to do with it. Huh. And it has cheese signature. Okay. So this fog is definitely weird um hmm. i wonder if i have any way to take a sample of it or i mean if not a physical sample a digital sample as far as information about it or anything like that how can i gain information about this uh preternatural fog it's a great question it would be it would be easy enough with kind of the gear that you have on you to rig something to collect some of this. But two things happen while you're trying to figure this out. When you notice the signals of the persons moving down the tunnel have kind of gotten to your location outside the door and stopped. Good. The other thing that's happened is that kind of while you're trying to figure this out, you're decoding the message, you're kind of going through your things to see how you can complete Chi's work. Um, Jade has been pulled towards the center of the room. Uh-oh. And she is slightly obscured by fog. I see. Okay. Um, 
I gotta reach out with my digital feelers and see if there's any way I can vent the room of this fog or or anything like that to to clear it or not. And I don't know if there's like a difference. In yeah, like I said, inside this room, there is nothing with power at all. Okay. Well, all right. I mean, <laughs> not not a whole lot for it then, but to venture into it myself and see if I can uh, pull her out, maybe physically, unless unless she's too you know far away, high up altitude, you know. No, I mean it is. Um... I mean, it's a large chamber. The topography of it is pretty much obscured by the swirling fog. Um, she's not very high above you, but she's out from you. Okay. But out of reach, either way. Well, out of your current, like from where you're standing, you can't grab her. Right. But if I walked into the fog, maybe I could grab her. Potentially. Okay. Well, let's find out. All right, so I'm going to have you go ahead and make a perceive check. Okay, can do. Perceive, perceive, perceive. All right, that is a 35 versus a 40 for perceive. All right, so it's a superior success. So you move towards her to go and grab her. And as you do, right before it happens, you notice that the floor gives way to an open chamber. There's no floor up ahead of you. Oh, I kind of walked off a... So you're able to stop yourself before you walk off the edge. Okay. But she's kind of in open microgravity space right now. Ah, I see. Okay. All right. And so kind of as you're trying to determine what to do next, you notice the fog coalesce behind you creating a bit of a wall Hmm. and then it tries to push you forward okay well Aiden I think is getting a little frustrated with this like physical world nonsense at this point and he's like not necessarily super attached to the sleeve uh, the morph that he's in right now so he's already accomplished the um, you know uh, what happened to Chi main objective of his quest. So at this point, he's just going to like kind of uh, be in kind of a, like, you know what? Fuck it. And like go over the ledge of the, uh, the, the edge of the ledge, <laughs> the, the drop off. Sure. Just sort of see what's down there. And if it's a sheer drop off for thousands of feet, you know, fine. If not, that's cool too. All right. So, you let the fog push you, mm-hmm. and you are now just floating in microgravity. And you notice that the fog continues to kind of group up in little areas and push you towards the center of the room. So I'd like you to go ahead and make, I'm going to say that I'm okay with either InfoSec or Interface. All right. Let's do Interface just for a change. Oh, dang. So close. It was an 88. That score is an 80, so I didn't make it. Okay. So, obviously, this isn't real fog or natural fog because it doesn't behave that way. But you're having trouble figuring out what exactly it is. And as it 
pushes you towards the center of the room, you notice the fog part. And what you see in the middle is a dark sort of chasm in the fog. And as you get closer and the fog continues to fall back away from it, you can see some sort of artifact. Hmm. Okay. It appears reflective as mercury, jagged like cadmium crystals, and you can see your reflection in it, but the lights from your suit are completely absorbed. They don't reflect. I need you to go ahead and make a will check. Wow. Okay, here we go. 43. Just barely made it. You are starting to get the idea that what you're dealing with is a Titan artifact. Something left behind by the alien AI that attacked Earth. Right. And as you kind of get that sense of recognition, the artifact releases a burst of light kind of in a pattern. And I, let's see, need you to make an int check. Int. Okay. All right. 39 versus 60. Okay. So you make it easily. You know that this is a basilisk hack, what this artifact is trying to do to you. Basically, it's trying to stun you to some end. Um, and you are able to kind of shake that off, knowing what it is. Mm-hmm. But you're still being pulled towards the thing. Okay. Until suddenly, Jade buzzes up in the lessened fog around the artifact and starts to pull you away. She basically gives you a nice little push, which sends you kind of like floating back towards the ledge. Okay. And you can see that she's malfunctioning. Oh. She's having difficulty and the fog keeps coalescing around her to kind of block her off. Huh. This is some pretty interesting fog. So... That's cool. I mean, how do you fight fog? You can't. <laughs> you can't do anything to it. So it's like, all right, cool, fog. <laughs> right. Um, and so I'd like you to go ahead and make a, is it reflex? I do have reflex, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Or if your fray is better, I'm okay with that too. So Frey is weird. It has 50 slash 25. So I don't know. Large numbers wise, which one's better? Frey or Ref? Well, the large number of Frey is better than Reflexes. Okay. But the small number of Frey is not. Okay. So Frey, I guess. Yep. Okay. Dang it. (laughs) I had to beat a 50 and I got a 54. All right. So you reach out, trying to use your momentum to pull Jade with you. And you're not able to grab her. But as you kind of float back towards the ledge, 
you notice the fog is basically trying to catch you, to stop you. What skill would you like to use to try to struggle your way or think your way or whatever it is back to the ledge? Hmm. Yeah, there is a skill in here that was basically where... Like the one where you try to break a grapple, you know? Uh... Because it seems like a very physical thing. There's nothing with, like, power here, really. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like Frey to me. Yeah, so I think that's really all I got. Okay. So we're going to try that. Sure. <laughs> so last time I rolled a 54, this time I rolled a 53. <laughs> so. And you don't have any more, uh, like, fl- flex or anything to spend oh yeah no i mean i have three in my vigor pool still so i have three points that i can spend you also have flex points don't forget like flex gives you narrative control oh that's true um (laughs) i mean flex is super tempting because i have five of those and i haven't spent any right (laughs) so um but i i think for now I'll just um, spend a vigor pool to uh, flip that roll to okay. a 35 instead. Sure. Because that will be a really good success. Okay. So, yeah, that would be a superior success. Yeah. So, at first, it takes you a while to orient yourself because you're not used to moving in microgravity. Right. Yeah. Um, but once you've kind of figured it out, your big old brain takes over and you are able to maneuver deftly pushing off of the coalesced quote unquote fog um, to make your way back towards the door, towards the ledge where the fog doesn't seem to have as much ability to, um, to form up. It seems to be most strong near the artifact. Hmm. Okay. So this is kind of a defensive measure, sort of a security field around this artifact, it seems. I just, I'm not really interested in retrieving this artifact. I have a sample of the fog, so perhaps Firewall can um, figure out how to deal with it better than I can. Right. I just want to save Jade uh, really, if possible, is yeah. all I want to do at this point. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go back in. I don't have like a lasso or a, anything like that to, to try and grab her. So I'm just going to have to try again, really. Okay. So from wherever I am, if I can push off of something like from the wall of a swimming pool, sort of, yeah. from like towards back towards where Jade is to try and like grab her and bring her back in. Um, that's really all I can do here. So right. do everything I can. So you push off back towards her. Um, and the fog doesn't seem to block you so much going towards the artifact. It almost encourages you in that direction. Hmm. Um, I am going to have to have you make a couple checks, though, because a couple things are going to happen. One is the artifact is going to try to flashy thingy you again. So I need you to make a ref check. Okay. Flashy thing, like Men in Black. Yep. All right. I rolled a six that time. Okay. So. Yeah. You 
from one AI to another, you seem in some respects to have a feel for when it's going to act because you know when it's most logical to. And so you're able to kind of completely avert your visual sensors when that is happening. And up ahead, you see Jade stuck in what looks almost like a cage of fog. Okay. Now, is there any way, I mean, we're in microgravity, so her little, like, flying and whatnot or something like that, how big is a dragonfly? Is it something I could carry in normal gravity? Yeah. If necessary? Yes. Because it flies, so it should be pretty light. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I'm just going to try to inelegantly kind of just grab her in any way I can. Right. So she is in this kind of cage of the fog. Like it's coalesced around her in an almost solid manner. All right. So you'll have to either break it or try to do something else with it to get her out. Okay. So this thing has tried to interface with me. This suggests I can try to interface with it. See, there's nothing with power here, nothing I can hack. There's no signal, whatever. This thing tried to hack me. Yeah. So there has to be a backtrack for that. So I'm going to try and back channel that and hack this thing instead. All right. To try to disrupt this uh, fog cage. Sure. If possible. Okay. So what is that, an infosec roll? Yep. Okay. Well, here we go. Right. 30. All right. So... The alien mind that is the artifact is not something you can access right now. Um, you try, but it's it's almost painful to try to reach towards it. But you do find an ability to disrupt the fog. And what you recognize with this role is that this fog is really, it's a utility fog. It's a nanoswarm. Ah, and okay. so you are able to sense. disperse it in that local area to release Jade. What would you like to do now? I want to grab Jade and, I mean, I don't know how to maneuver in microgravity. You right. know, I need to kind of fire extinguisher my way back towards the ledge so we can get out of here. Right. And, and you don't really have anything on you for maneuvering. But just like you did before, you can push off the different sections of fog that does try to stop you. So we can have you fray it up again if you want. Okay, that sounds good. Fifty-one. Uh, oh man, I barely did not make that. Uh, I had to beat a fifty, so I'm gonna have to try to fray again another day. I don't uh, know. Well, you can use flex. Remember, flex is wild card, so it works as any pool That's if true. you want to use it that way. I do have some vigor to spend. As well. So before I get into flex, I think I'll use up vigor instead because that's, you know, specific, whereas flex is sure. anything. Yeah. So um, let's do my second of three vigor points to flip that to a 15. All right. You can feel this morph that you're in do the thing that it actually is meant to do um, that you don't use it for very often, which is move well in a pseudo combat situation <laughs> right. and you can feel your like tactile touch points kind of pushing, like grabbing and pushing against the fog 
to create the biggest surface area possible to give you the power that you need to move back towards the ledge. And you are able to, and you have Jade's limp butt still living, it looks like. <laughs> Her limp butt. <laughs> Firefly <laughs> right. noodle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're holding her limply uh, back near the door. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's see if we can, you know, get out of here, really. That's what, what we want to do. Okay. We want to flee the scene because we've discovered this artifact, so we know what's going on. We have a pretty good idea of these disappearances that are taking place with these confessors and stuff like that. They're probably, you know, making some kind of religion or something like that around this. Um, And we have a sample of the fog. So I think it can be reverse engineered or countermanded or acted or something like that. So I I feel pretty good with the outcome of this mission. So it's time to bug out and get out of here. Okay. So... Uh, first thing I'd like to do is update Eladair. Sure. With all of this information. And send as much digital information as I can about the fog. Okay. Um, and update Jade with the carefully curated uh, version of that. When you try to send Jade information, it kind of, there's a lot of static you're having trouble getting through. Okay. So am I carrying her sleeve, her dragonfly sleeve for nothing at this point? Like, no, is she's it just still like in there. Junk? Okay. Um, but it's like things are malfunctioning. Mm, okay. Cool. Well, well, then if that's the case, I won't, you know, treat it like junk and discard it. I'll hang on to it then. But maybe, I don't know, stuff it into my pack or whatever. <laughs> like, you know. Right. Fold it up a little bit, like, you know, those drones that you can compact down and put in your bag. And uh, and then try to send the message okay. to Eladere. So you send the message to Eladere, and the response you get back is very quick. And it's like, are you sure that we're dealing with a Titan AI? Yes. Uh, we need to get this situation under control. This is dangerous. Indeed. But good work. We need to get you off of this rock so that we can get this handled. Okay. I mean, I can needle cast back to where we are, right? Like, I mean, I I don't have to, you know, physically leave, right? Like, Um, the triad does have some dark casting facilities. Um, So some black market needle casting. Um, If you were able to get back there, you could certainly do that. Okay, but I have to go somewhere where I can physically interface with that. Right. Okay, so I got to get out of here, basically. Yes. That's what we're looking at. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, well, the explosives are beyond the door that I hacked, so, you know, let's go back to the door and see what's up with that. Well, the door is locked the way you left it. Okay, cool. So it hasn't been breached. That's really all I meant. It doesn't look like anyone's even tried to interface with it. All right. What can I tell about the entities on the other side? That there are, um, there are four of them. Okay. 
And are they recognizable? Because I did take a snapshot of the three I encountered Are you before. opening the door to look at them? Oh, no. I'm trying to, um, you know, digital signature type of recognizable. All right. Go ahead and uh, info sec. Okay. Nine. Okay. So they do have a significant amount of protections on them. But you are able to determine that the the entities waiting outside the door are the same ones that took the shop boy. Ah, okay. So these are some confessors then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'm going to get past these uh, guys without locking myself in here. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to have to, uh, open the door, step out of it, close it and lock it behind me immediately. All right. So you step out through the door and the confessors outside take a step back away from you. Cool. And they're watching you. And the one in the lead, just like he did in the shop, says, Shamsu, Heroa, Yanaksha. Oh, man. Of all the things I write down, I didn't write down what the like shop boy said in reply, so I have and no from idea what Inside to say. your bag, you hear Jade's broken form reply with the phrase that the shop boy used. Oh, okay. Cool. And the man in the lead says, Hand her over. She's infected. Mm. Okay. Cool. Hmm. I wonder if, uh, yeah, we tried to communicate with Jade and we just got static. So there's no way to tell her to like, I don't know, disconnect or whatever. I I guess it doesn't matter because it's not really a connection. Right. You know. Do you have research? Yes. Go ahead and roll research. Yes, I do. I have research. Right. That's a 27 to beat 40. Okay, so after seeing this a few times now, or a couple times now, there is um, some a phrase that is said, and then someone, whether they seem to want to or not, responds with a, a matched phrase. And this type of verbal tick is not uncommon as a sign of Titan AI infection. It okay. seems like these confessors may be checking people for infection. So these these might actually be um, not necessarily good guys, but might be doing a good uh, service because um, Titan AI and similar is where the original like horrible infection or whatever in this universe came from. Right. Right. So um, these guys trying to quarantine and kind of curtail this infection is actually not bad but a good thing okay and so he repeats himself yeah hand her over she's infected yeah (laughs) uh without um without ceremony or verbal reply i'll uh reach into my (laughs) bag my cargo pocket right reach into my the back pocket of my Jenkos and pull out this uh, dragonfly, uh, you know, 
drone morph and uh, toss it towards um, towards the confessor guy. All right. He very carefully catches Jade and hands it off to one of the morphs behind him. And he says, identify yourself. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Seamus Gonzalez, the hapless uh, scrap reseller, I don't think is going to cut the mustard <laughs> in this case. So I'm going to have to revert to um, not necessarily who I actually am in an identity sort of way, but in a demeanor sort of way. Uh, so I'll respond to this this gentleman uh, in kind by saying to him, who I am is not important. What you need to know is that this door is locked and I'm the only individual who can unlock it. Also, this entire cavern is rigged with explosives, which are now under my exclusive control. If you believe you are in control here, you are mistaken. We do our best to have some semblance of control so that we can maintain our way and our lives here. It is my job to make sure that this infection does not spread and that hypercorps like Fa Jing don't learn that this is here. Your secret is safe with me in terms of keeping it from Fa Jing. However, our interests are aligned in terms of keeping this out of their influence and also a secret. I must assure you that either I am leaving here or none of us are. I know you took over our explosives. It was meant to keep you away from this place because it is too dangerous to go in that room. He gestures towards the markings they put on the door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. The the big uh, biohazard danger skull and crossbones, all of that kind of stuff that I was just like, interesting. (laughs) Let me lock it behind me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for Aiden, it's less a warning and more of information. And then it's like, now, as long as he's in control of what's going on, it's kind of okay. So, Well, and you know, you know, I mean, it's not something you've shared with him, that Firewall's role in this is going to be to remove the threat of this thing. Mm-hmm. Because that is their primary concern. Right. But I, I'm not going to tell him that. Right. I, I made kind of a blunder by telling Jade that, but hopefully she's smart enough to not blab that all over <laughs> her local mesh and blog and stuff like that. And, OMG, you guys, I totally met the coolest firewall guy. Like, that right. would be like. I'm going to need you to make a very difficult persuade mm-hmm. if you want him to just let you walk out of here. Sure. Let's see what happens. Okay. So. Yeah, I rolled a 93. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's okay though yeah. because I'm I'm ready to play this to the bone. Just between me and you in terms of player and, you know, uh, game master sort of thing. Like I, I don't know if that's uh I, I I don't know if I shouldn't tell you that or whatever, but like that that's my intention right. here. Like when I say either I'm leaving or none of us are, right. that's a statement of like Unless someone anti-hacks me. So right. He says the only guarantee 
that I have that you can keep this secret is if I make sure it's not in your head anymore. And he grabs you. And he grabs me? Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that would trigger my eel wear, first of all. I mean, just as an immediate kind of thing that would happen. Sure. So uh, let's let's see if we can resolve that, because I think... Sure. So I don't know how that works, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You didn't have any notes about that one? I have eel wear, skill 10, damage, and notes are shock effect. Okay. All right. So you're going to do damage because you're not trying to use it. It's that he touched you. Right. Right. Like it just happens if right. someone grabs me. Um, Let me grab his stiff so I can see. And you do how much damage? 1d6. Okay. Go ahead and um, roll. 1d6. <laughs> One. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like, he lets go briefly, and then he says, I can try to remove this from your head. I have to take her back to try to get this out of her head anyway. Or, I mean, there are other ways to make sure that you don't remember this wherever you decide to wake up later. I would advise you against manhandling me again. When I told you that either I am leaving or none of us are, I was not bluffing. Is there like an intimidate thing? Um, there's provoke. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Whew. All right, cool. My provoke score is 55 and I rolled a 50, uh, 49. So I made it. Okay. And it's a superior success. And I, I would also like to, I don't know if this is possible, so just tell me if I'm out, out of line here. Sure. But if there are any physical indications on the explosives, like lights or beeping or anything like that, that I can make happen, you know, sure. I'd like to do that where they just start like the red light flashing and they're like, dee, 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 do you want to use know? your superior result to make that happen? Yes. Okay. So you kind of reissue your threat. And, like, he kind of hardens his face at you for just a moment. And then there is the audible sound of armed explosives further up the tunnel, determining the path back to the the surface of New City. Right. And he takes a step back again. He's really close to the wall now. Like, his guys are having to move out of the way for him. And he says, if you kill me... You kill any chance that the people here can survive this. I assure you, again, our interests are aligned. Dealing with this threat is my utmost concern, and leaving the populace here is also a secondary concern. In line with that, our interests are aligned. All you need to do is release me. He says, this is obviously not the place to have such a conflict, and I have limited time if I'm going to try to save this one. And he gestures down to Jade. And he says, Beware if I see you in the city. Duly noted. I will take my leave now. And if they don't block me, I'm just going to bounce. Like, if they don't try to grab me or stop me or whatever, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Like, straight up. And they out. kind of, like, step aside for you. Cool. 
because I can't really, um, okay, <laughs> this is going to sound strange, right? But I want to activate my predator camouflage. Now, I know that's not going to affect my vac suit. Right. I'm assuming at least, okay? Right. But I want it to be active underneath it so that the like femtosecond I'm out <laughs> of hard vacuum, right. I can shed that suit and sure. just kind of disappear. Okay. Is my intent. So let's go ahead... So just so you're aware, it is going to be a while, like an excruciatingly long amount of time because of how far you went in these tunnels to get back to a space where you know you're going to be beyond that kind of vacuum area. But once you get there, let's go ahead and make a ref check to see how cleanly you can shed this skin. <laughs> I'm like falling all over the place. doing that thing Like being like, hella obvious. <laughs> yeah, hopping on one foot, trying to get a boot off sort of thing. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I rolled 62. Uh, my reflexes are 30. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not ideal um, anyone who's monitoring the tunnels is likely to see you struggling with this vac suit, which you haven't worn before, to be fair, for like a few minutes before you get it off. But once you are back through the door to the city outside um, and kind of back in the chaos that is the city, um, you find that it's very easy to kind of slip into the crowd and disappear. Cool. So... I don't know if it's a retcon or whatever that we have to do, but you said that I, it was going to be a long time right. while I'm running out of this tunnel. Right. Okay. During that time, I want to compose a logic bomb hack for Jade with all of the information that I can. Okay. And basically just a logic bomb is just like, this is something that happens at a certain like trigger date time, usually event. So, um, I just want her, they're going to, they're going to flashy thing her. They're going to mind wipe her. Basically. I want to fill her in. They're going to try to psychosurgery her missed. to see if they can get the infection out. Cool. Okay. So if she survives with amnesia, I want this to be like, sort of a like, Hey, here's everything you missed. This is what happened to you. Right. This is who I am. This is what happened. So on and so forth. Again, carefully curated, maybe erasing over my, um, you know, firewall faux pas that I let her know that that was the, what was going on. Do you have any moxie left? Uh, no. You can use a flex to erase a faux pas that you made as a, as a player. Oh, that's okay. If she remembers, cool. Okay. If, if not, that's also cool because it's not going to be included in okay. this in this logic bomb. You're just making sure that's not part of what you leave for her. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like if she survives her psychosurgery to clear her infection from the Titan artifact, I'm assuming that she's going to have some, you know, right. patches missing uh, from her memory. So I'm going to, you know, leave this as a courtesy because she was cool. Okay. So go ahead and do a program roll and I'll give you a bit of a bonus to it since you're able to take your time a bit since you're using your time in the tunnels. Cool. So we need to beat a 70. Here we go, kids. 63. Right. So with your bonus, um, that's still going to be just fine. Um, And in fact, you can improve your results somewhat if you'd like to. 
Uh, yeah, sure. Is there anything you would like to add on to it with your superior result? Um, yes. I would like to see if I could establish an ongoing relationship with Jade in terms of recruiting her as perhaps a, uh, into my contact network and offering the same in return. Okay. Establishing I'm a contact. Call that adding a detail, a nuance to what you're building into this thing. Right. Um, so I think that's, that's just fine. All right. So you're back in the city. There's no sign that anyone's following you at this point. Um, you can feel the message that you're sending to Eladair with all of the updated information um, successfully sending because it was a lot and it was having trouble in the patchy connection in the tunnels. Um, and you get a response back. Um, that's basically... We might have to nuke it from orbit. <laughs> cool. Get off the rock. Nice. I'll uh, send her the control codes um, for the explosives in the tunnel then. If okay. If that's the case, I'll give her the detonator switch. All right. So are you going to take your ship off of the asteroid or are you going to dark cast? No, it's, uh, oh, wait. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go back to Mariposa actually because she would be the one who would control the dark cast i think yeah okay yeah let's go back to her and we can do i can leave physically i just want to pay her off and leave her in good graces right so heading back to the kind of medical building that she operates out of um she gives you a look and she says my boys came looking for you when uh, I told you I'd check on you in 12 hours. Where have you been? That's a long story, perhaps for another time. What's important is this is the geocache location of your payment. And kind of send her the, the GPS tag or whatever, like, of, of the scratch stash. Sure. Where her payment is stored. And you see... Like the way that um, those who aren't used to being synths, you know, because they're biological creatures, mm-hmm. the way their features change when they're accessing information, it's kind of amusing to you. But <laughs> right. you see her kind of checking it, and it seems like it checks out. She's like, huh, I guess you're uh, better than your predecessor after all. At least you fulfilled your end of the deal. As promised. I would hope that we are square now, as your kind says. Ah, I'd definitely say that. Let Firewall know that that we're square, and if they need anything else, that I'm still here. I'll be happy to let them know if I can leave the station physically unharmed. Is there anything you can do to assist in this? And she smiles with her strange synth features. (laughs) Her little security pod features. And uh, and she says, there's a lot that I can do to help you with that. Splendid. Please, let's begin. I need to return to my employer immediately. All right. So she gives you a chance to go back and collect your things if you'd like to do that. Mm, yeah. I... 
or do you want to? I don't really have anything. Oh, I need to <laughs> I need to get my droid with my bag <laughs> so that we can I'll just I mean send Ame a message like meet me at like with the spaceport or the dock or whatever. Right. Sure. Like, you know, but, and and then digitally remotely check out of the hotel. Right. So she's basically going to like help her her way. Like kind of imagine her as a combination of helper from um, Venture Brothers, like you said, and like the, the droid in, um, gosh, not, not I Am Legend, Will Smith movie, iRobot. Uh-huh. Uh, like the, the one like running down the street with the purse that he end up, ends up like tackling and it's just bringing back her like asthma inhaler or whatever. Right. Like like that droid or just like, like you know, hauling ass with a bag like shit, chunk, 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 chunk. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah. So Mariposa kind of gets a little crew together and she's like, this is going to be fun. I think I'll head this one myself. And uh, she and her security pod with two of her lackeys kind of escort you through the marketplace and back towards the dock. And when Constable Eli Young tries to come up to you to see what hell you've gotten yourself into this time, as Ame screams by towards the ship, (laughs) running through security, setting off like random alarms and stuff like that, Um, you see Mariposa basically push her hand into the face of the constable and she says not now this isn't your business oh man she mooshed him yeah oh oh, man and while her hand is like still on his you know security more face she's like have a good trip thank you all right so you are able to walk past the security droid um, who's trying to get the alarms settled and everything um, from your servitor bot who has just run through security to the ship. <laughs> I uh, guess I did tell her to meet me there. And yeah. It wasn't 100% clear. So. Um, you, As you approach, you hear her, because she's not so good at sending messages all the time. She really likes using vocal elements mm-hmm. and she says sir i i have brought your things sir there were no issues they're very good ami thank you and you are able to disembark splendid all right so let's go ahead and uh wrap this up let's let's put a bow on this story okay So you have reported to Firewall that there is a Titan artifact in the middle of the mined out husk of the asteroid Kong Yun. You have given the codes for the explosives that you took over. And as you leave on your ship, you are able to use the scanners to see that a few things have already happened. One, Elidair has already used those codes to shut down that tunnel. Nice. Um, doing a quick scan, you do get the idea that it looks like Jade made it through her psychosurgery. 
And so you know that there is a timer now that's just waiting for the right moment to give her any information that she lost, curated by you, of course. Yeah, it's basically as soon as she digs into it, like, you know, she recovers enough for her, um, you know, faculties to restore themselves. And she's going to be like, start digging just in her natural journalist inquisitive sort of nature as soon as she starts digging into what happened to me this thing is going to trigger and just give her this information with like signatures and you know stuff like that that ensures that it's legit so she knows it's for real right so you on your fast transport the red coronet get back to what would be considered your physical home location and functionally you go back to work but mysteriously about two days later a case arrives with payment for you from firewall and it's not only in what would be considered like monetary forms of payment but also it looks like access to some interesting upgrades um, that you could consider putting in to your morph nice you keep an eye on the news um, in the area of Kongyun, and you notice a few things that kind of make you, give you a little bit of a not bad face about Firewall. One, you notice that um, the news reports that there is a, a toxin that is detected on the asteroid, and humanitarian efforts are being made to evacuate the asteroid. And then the next bit of news a couple of weeks later um, is that an accident in a laboratory on Kongyun, potentially in the area of the Fajing installation, basically destroys the entire asteroid. Oh, no. Okay. They nuked it from orbit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I might have uh, warned um, Mariposa about that, <laughs> but oops. Well, it does seem like they did evacuate a lot of the people from, from the asteroid first. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, you get a encoded message from one Chang Jade mm. saying, thanks for the information. It looks like... Uh, we might have some more work to do together. Very cool. And that's where we will wrap this one up. Super awesome. Hopefully Aiden can use some upgrades to be more um, physically formidable. Um, That would make this character a lot more fun to play if you had that. did end up being pretty good at avoiding conflict, but yeah, you were definitely a non-conflict character, so you had to utilize a lot of your other skills for that. Um, but it, yeah, you did well considering you were solo. Which was fun. And I think we can touch back on that more in our uh, post-game kind of wrap-up. So Right. So speaking of that, um, normally we will release our kind of review of a new system that we're playing. Uh, but because we have a system coming up soon where we're going to be giving everyone access to our session zero... Um, Our review of Eclipse Phase 2nd Edition Playtest is going to be for patrons only on our Patreon page. So that's at patreon.com slash justbarbarianthings. 
And um, being a patron there not only gives you access to those special recordings, but there are also different rewards that you can get depending on the level if you choose to help us out. Um, even if you don't support us there, just following our page gives you access to news and heads up about things we are posting podcast-wise or otherwise. So it's a good place to keep track of what we have going on. So until next time, barbarians, spend your rage wisely. Or don't. Maybe you've been basilisk hacked. <laughs>